We're going to change things up a little bit today. If you haven't noticed already, we're celebrating the release of this album, but, but really the heart behind these songs and the heart behind why we, we are creating them is because we're creating moments where you and I, we just, we need to just be in the presence of God. There's things that happen deep in our soul that we don't even realize. I think there are things that we are wrestling with every day. And even though on the external we get up and we carry it with us, a lot of times we overlook the fact that internally we're wearing things, that we're, we're holding these weights. I don't know if you felt like this at all lately, but I know I go through seasons where it's worse than others, where I just feel the weight of life. I feel worried. I feel anxious. I don't know if you ever feel that way. I do. I think anxiety is something that has really just run rampant in our, in our lives over the last couple of years that there's so many reasons that today we can feel overwhelmed. That's what anxiety really is. It's feeling overwhelmed. I don't know if you feel overwhelmed about life. I don't know if you feel overwhelmed or worried about a problem, about something you're dealing with, something in your family. I know that there's a lot in this life to be worried about. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. We know that to be true. There's, there's a lot of anxiety right now. We're anxious over the economy. We're anxious over inflation. We're, I get anxious every time I go to the grocery store and I see the bill. I'm like, what happened? We're, we're anxious over our kids. We're anxious over how they're doing. We're anxious over how we're, as a parent, we're anxious over our health. We're anxious over our weight. We're anxious about our jobs, we're anxious about our careers, we're anxious about school, we're anxious about our future, we're anxious about whether or not we're gonna find someone, we're anxious about whether or not we're gonna be able to get pregnant, we're anxious. We, we have so much in this life that brings trouble and we don't even realize it, but we wear it as worry. We carry it. And if I go long enough, I promise I can find your pressure point. If I go long enough, I promise I can find something that causes restlessness inside of you. And I want you to know this, you, you can carry an anxious spirit without ever being diagnosed as having some type of anxiety disorder. You understand that, right? Like, can I just tell you, sometimes the way I feel it is I'll just carry this low-level panic inside of me. It's just this low level. It's, I'm, not, I'm not panicked. I'm not freaking out. I'm not, I can get through life. I can do things, but I'll just go through life and I just feel, you ever feel just unsettled? I just, you go to work, you feel unsettled. You're at home, you feel unsettled. You're facing disappointments. You're facing things that you thought were gonna turn out a certain way and they don't turn out that way. And then you just carry with yourself this low level, I just feel restless. I don't know if any of you feel that way today. Maybe the reason why I'm talking about this is because it's how I felt. I have felt these things. I felt this low level frustration and disappointment. I have felt unsettled. I have felt this like anxious thing 
gripping me. And, and you know what anxiety and worry really is? It's carrying tomorrow's problems with today's strength. It's carrying my worry of what might happen, what might not happen tomorrow, along with today's burdens. And so as we create moments to get into the presence of God, but yet we still feel anxious, when we struggle to be able to sing, to worship, to be able to focus on God because we're so distracted by life, I think the question that I would ask us all today is what is the antidote to anxiety? And yes, I know that there are extreme forms and I know that there's help and there's medication, but I, I'm speaking to myself right now. I'm speaking to th this, this thing inside of me that is just restless. Where I feel like I should be somewhere and I'm not. I feel like I, I don't understand why I feel this way. What is the antidote to anxiety? I was thinking about I was thinking about a moment when a hero of our faith felt anxious. A guy named Moses from the Old Testament that God called to go stand before a foreign king to confront him, to say, let my people go. If you know the story of Moses in the Old Testament, and he's scared, he's freaked out. God goes with him. God does miracle after miracle, brings the Israelites out and on their way to the promised land. I think that's where we all want to get. We want to get to the promise of life. We want to get to the promise. And, and along the journey, there is a moment, and I want to read to you something. If you have your Bible, I'm just gonna, today's just going to be a short little devotional. We're just going to speak to that thing inside of us that's restless. There's a moment in the journey when Moses was up on a mountain with God, God was giving him instructions, commands, the Ten Commandments, all this, that the people ignored, they turned their back on God. The very one who just performed all these miracles and then they fashioned a golden calf and began to worship it. And God saw it and it broke his heart. And God spoke to Moses in Exodus 33 in verse one. The Lord said to Moses, as they were in the middle of the desert, leave this place. You and the people you brought up out of Egypt. I love how, Mo how God says, you know those people you brought out of Egypt, Moses? We're like, wait, wait a minute, they're your people. You made me do this. He said this, and go up to the land I promised you on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. I will send an angel before you and drive out the Canaanites, Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, Jebusites. Go up to the land flowing with milk and honey, but I will not go with you because you're a stiff-necked people and I might destroy you on the way. Here's, the, here's the, the mental picture. Moses, take the people to Disneyland. I said I'd take them to Disneyland, take them to Disneyland, but I'm not going on this road trip with you. I am not gonna be in the car with all of those, it's like Moses had to take, it was like a couple million toddlers to Disneyland, okay, just picture this. And God's like, I'm not getting in the car because if I have to go on this ride with you, I will stop the car and I will kill every single one of them. That's a little more extreme than we might do as parents. But that's how, how bothered God was by the fact that they disowned him. 
God's like, I'm not going. They Here's what he was saying. If they don't want me, I won't go. I'm true to my promise. I said I'd give them the land. Go ahead and take them. I'll even, he even said, I'll send an angel ahead, but I'm not going. And I want you to hear Moses' reply. This is Moses. In this passage, it talks about how Moses would spend time with God in a private, intimate moment on top of a mountain. By the way, you don't have to be on top of a mountain to experience a private, intimate moment with God. You can show up at church and have hundreds and hundreds of people around you. That's why we tried to create this so that you could just have a private moment with God. And it said that God would meet with Moses like face to face, like one person does with another. That's how intimate, that's how close Moses experienced God. And Moses said back in verse 12, Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You've said, I know you by name and have found favor with me. Here's what um, Moses said back to God. You asked me to do this. You called me to live this life. And now you're gonna send me without you, but just some angel to lead the way. There was an angel that had led the way, a pillar of cloud by day and fire by night. You're gonna have some angel that I don't know. I know you. Angel that I don't know lead the way. You, I thought you were, were, were good with me. I thought you said you favored me. I thought you liked me. And what Moses was really saying to God was this, I can't do this on my own. Can I tell you one of the greatest things that you could ever declare to God about life is I can't do this on my own. That I cannot do what you call me to do, God. I can't be the kind of parent I'm supposed to be. I can't be the kind of spouse I'm supposed to be. I can't be the kind of leader at work I'm supposed to be. I can't be the kind of man, the kind of woman I'm supposed to be on my own. If you ever feel like in this world that you have trouble, maybe it's God reminding us that we are not intended to live this life on our own strength, in our own will, being able to do it by ourselves. Maybe what we need to understand today, like, Moses, God, I need you. Maybe that's why you're here today. Maybe something inside of you drew here, you're here today. Maybe, and I pray it wasn't just because you feel like you need to, to show God that you have a good attendance and you showed up at his church, but I pray that you're here today because like me, you say, I need you. God, I can't do this on my own. By the way, that's one of the strongest things you could ever declare in life. See, we think, we think it's it's big deal when we can manage life on our own strength, but we really can't. And the strongest thing you can ever say to God is I can't do this on my own. And the problem is, and this is what I do in life, is that when things are going well or when I, I feel like I find my rhythm, I take for granted all that God actually does. I wonder how often we take credit for all the things that God does behind the scenes in our life. And then we start to think, I can do this. I can manage life. I don't need God. I can, I can raise these kids. I, I, can, I can do this. I can run this business. I don't need God. I can, I can manage. I got a plan. I got a, I, 
I think we take for granted all the things that I wonder what life would look like if God just completely removed his hand and said, fine, go ahead. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. And so Moses says to God, God, no, 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 no. You don't, don't leave me. Don't leave me down here with these brats that you asked me to take to the promise. Don't leave me down here. I, I don't know this angel. I need you. And I love God's response. In verse 14, the Lord replied, my what? Can you all say that out loud? My, say it, say it again, my my presence will go with you and notice the promise and I will give you what? My presence will go with you and I will give you rest. You know what's interesting about this moment? I wish I had time. I just, I don't have time to break this whole entire chapter down because if I did, I'd show you there's this really cool connection about the face of God. Earlier it says that Moses met with God like face to face, like one person meets with another and then here, God said, my presence will go with you. Do you know that's a, a weird, uh, maybe English translation of it? It's a way to help us understand what God was saying. But the word presence in Hebrew is actually the word face. God said, my face will go with you. I thought that's cool. That's, that's like God saying, fine. I will personally go with you, Moses. My presence is not, I, I want you to get this picture because God's presence isn't just like some kind of force field. It's not just kind of some type of energy where I feel the bumps, the goosebumps. And no, no, no. What God says, when you experience and you feel and you get into an atmosphere where you sense God's presence, it could be on Sunday, it could be on Tuesday. It doesn't matter. What God wants you to know is when you feel my presence, that my face is there that I'm there personally with you and wherever my presence is, here's what God wants us to know. This is what I needed. This is what I needed. He says, that's where you find rest. How do I find rest in this weary world? How do I find rest? Here's how you find it. In the presence of God in the presence of God. You know what I found is that we are running so hard, but what we really want is to experience rest. We're running from distraction to distraction. We're, we're running in our careers, our jobs, our lives. They're so busy. We're running to stuff. We're running to buy. What can I buy? I want bigger. I need a better house. I need this. We're running from thing to thing. You know why? Because there was, we're restless inside because we don't have peace. And we keep running from place to place hoping that we can experience rest. And God says, that's the problem is that you're running all the time. What you need to do is stop and be. Just be in my presence. Just experience me. If you will stop all the running, take just some time to experience me, to maybe close your eyes, to say, God, I need your presence right here, right now, before I even start my day. When you show up at church and you get into an atmosphere instead of just thinking I'm here to enjoy the show no it's not a show I'm here because I need you and I can't do this without you God I don't know why you come to church but for me I need it and you know what you know what worship is it's not just singing songs because we like music 
Worship is putting your attention on God. It's giving your affection to God. You know why sometimes we raise our hands? It's not strange. You did it at the football game on, the high, on Friday when your team was You did it watching the TV when the Buckeyes scored. A, you know why we do it? We do it because we're showing affection to God. And we're, we're recognizing that being in God's presence, listen, is critical for survival. It's critical for survival. That's why for me, church isn't optional. I know I'm talking to, to those of you who prioritize this moment. I think COVID, in many ways, when we weren't all together for a while, gave a lot of us this idea that church is really optional. I don't know, sometimes we have people that, that connect and stream in every single week and they prioritize it and they can't drive here or they would. Some of them don't have driver's license. I understand that, I understand that. I wanna say this to you today. I want you to hear this. These kind of moments should not be optional. Gathering in the presence of God is what we need because it brings rest to our souls. And you know what Moses said back to God? You know what he said back to God? He said, if you don't go with us, don't send me. I'm not going. I'm not going. I need your presence that badly, God. And here's what worship does. It is fixing our focus on God's sovereignty. It's fixing our focus on God's power. It's fixing our focus on God's mercy, because I need it. It's fixing our focus on God's forgiveness. Gosh, I needed that. It's fixing our focus on God's love. It's putting our attention on that. And you know what I found? It's really hard to think about all your problems and all your trouble at the same time thinking about how big God is and how miraculous God is and how he's my provider. And when you begin to think about God, it's really hard to think about all your problems. And that's why rest begins to flood your soul. And so we create these songs. Listen, created these songs. Not just because we wanted our own songs, but and we released them so that you could create moments like this at home when you're getting ready. Moments when you're put the kids down for a nap and you can just have a personal when you feel overwhelmed here's what I want to encourage you to do just put some music on put the worship on begin to sing along begin to put your mind on who God is begin to think about who God is and I want to do that here today would you all just stand to your feet with me you know Moses he he said something to God he he said God now show me your glory. Show me your glory. You know what God said to him? He said, I'll let my goodness pass before you. I'll proclaim my name. In other words, I'll enable you to experience my good presence. I'll enable you to be in an atmosphere where my name is lifted up in worship. But you can't see my face. Or you'll be, it would kill you. I found this interesting throughout Exodus 33. Maybe go read it on your own this week. Moses was a guy who was with God face to face, 
but not really just like it says like you and I would be together talking face to face. He experienced his presence that intimate. And then when God says, I'm not going to go because you don't want me to go. He says, no, 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 I want you to go. And he says, okay, I'll, my face will go with you. Oh, good, I get God's presence. And then when he said, show me your glory, God said, I'll show you my backside, but I can't reveal to you my actual face. You know what I found out? Anxiety is like being overwhelmed, but here's the thing. I think this is the picture that I got. Are you feel overwhelmed by everything in your life? God said, if I gave you one glimpse of who I am, you would be so overwhelmed by my glory, it would kill you. I'm like, okay, that's what it means to be overwhelmed in God's presence. I don't want to die just yet, God, but I want to experience your presence. And I want to make this a moment. Would you just bow your heads, maybe close your eyes for a moment. We're just going to create an atmosphere here. What I'm, I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to read scripture. I'm going to declare truth from God's word in Psalm 23 over your life. And here's what I want you to do in this moment where you maybe feel overwhelmed by life. You feel overwhelmed by all these things. I want you to set your attention, your affection, your focus on God and who he is. As I read these words about God, he is my shepherd. As I read these things, I want you just to receive it. And we're going to create a moment between you and God. How do I experience rest for my soul? Get into his presence. I mean, stop thinking about all the things you have to do today. Right now, I'm just, I just want you to clear your mind. I want you just to receive this today. God's word says that the Lord is my shepherd and I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul and he guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you, God, are with me. You are with me, God. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. God, in my trouble, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And you anoint my head with oil. My cup today overflows with your presence. And surely, goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. Come on, this is, we're not going to rush past this moment, but this is just you and God. Come on, begin to worship Him. 